Welcome to Season 2 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the second in a series of episodes in which I'm presenting quick tests I use to help my clients, for-profits and non-profits, think about whether they have a real strategy. Last time, we covered the unity test. Either we have one strategy only, or we don't have a strategy at all. A large majority of strategic plans fail the unity test. But even if we set this test aside and consider individual strategies, however many a plan may list, most will fail the test we're discussing today, the stupid test. Roger Martin, whom I've mentioned before in this podcast, puts it this way, is the opposite of your strategy stupid on its face? One of the essential elements of strategy is difference. We must conduct different activities or the same activities differently than similar organizations. If the opposite of our strategy is stupid, then we're simply using common sense. While this certainly isn't wrong, it's not a strategy because any similar organization will do exactly what we're doing. There will be no difference between us. For example, a school I consulted with stated that one of its strategies was to have all its teachers certified. But where the school operates, teachers are required to be certified. So while it's common sense for the school to have certified teachers, it's not a strategy, because this doesn't distinguish the school from any other. Certification is necessary for a school to operate, but not sufficient to show that it's a better school. Another organization I worked with had as one of its core strategies promoting trust, collegiality, and communication among stakeholders. The opposite of this is either making no attempt to promote trust, collegiality, and communication, or worse, promoting distrust, antagonism, and keeping secrets. How many successful organizations do we know that have a policy of doing either of these things? Probably not many. So while promoting trust, collegiality, and communication is a great thing, it's not a strategy. There seem to be three reasons we may mistake the non-stupid for strategy. First, it allows us to make a virtue of necessity. Considering the resources required just to stay in compliance with the law and otherwise run an organization with basic competence, we may feel that presenting ordinary activities as strategies gives a more accurate description of all our organization's important work. Second, as I mentioned in the last episode, we may feel as though we haven't been thorough if we present only one strategy. A list of strategies demonstrates, we are tempted to think, that we've considered the full range of issues facing our organization. The third reason is that while we may have some idea of what makes us different, we are thinking about it too generally. For instance, operational effectiveness isn't a strategy. 
But if we force ourselves to describe what about our operations precisely makes us better than others, we may discover what will help us stand out. Clients, friends, and colleagues tell me that once they're aware of the stupid test, they see opportunities to apply it everywhere. In my experience, the stupid test eliminates about three-quarters of what organizations describe as strategies. This means that simply eliminating the non-stupid points from our strategy will, on its own, go a long way to help us focus on how our organizations might be genuinely distinctive. My suggestion for today is, write down the opposites of your organization's strategies. Do these sound stupid? Can you find successful organizations that seem to be doing the opposite of yours? Can you specify your strategy so that the opposite isn't stupid? In strategy development, the more specific we are, the better. Next time, we'll discuss the third test I encourage clients to apply, the meaning test. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.